Welcome to my podcast where I talk about all things related to money, mindset, finance, business, and investing. My name is Royston Kambabachi, qualified accountant with over 30 years experience in finance and business. Coming from a very humble background, I have continuously challenged the assumptions and the expectations of what I'm capable of achieving for myself and others. Over the years, I've helped hundreds of entrepreneurs to decipher finance and to make more money and to run highly successful businesses. On this podcast, I will share with you tips, strategies, techniques, and tools that you can use to make more money, manage money better, and to maximize your success. In today's episode, I want to talk about something that's very important to be successful as a business owner, entrepreneur, or investor. And by the way, these can all be different people. I'll probably explain that uh, next time. But effectively, most people tend to hand this off to someone else. And those who ignore it tend to fail. And those who obviously embrace it and understand it and use it to their advantage tend to be successful. What am I talking about? Talking about financial insight, the ability to understand the numbers behind your business. That's effectively the whole essence of this podcast. But this podcast is also around the mindset of understanding numbers. Because many people that have a kind of, a, I don't know, a limiting mindset when it comes to numbers. They think our ah, numbers are boring, accounting is boring, finance is boring, and they pass it off to someone else. But here's the thing. Finance and business are intimately and intricately linked. You cannot separate them. And separating them will only lead to failure, literally. Because if you don't understand the numbers in your business, then you don't know how to make informed decisions. How can you have a strategic plan without actually looking at numbers, you know? How can you basically make more informed decisions without understanding the impact on your bottom line? But you'd be surprised to know that many people run their business like this. But look, in previous podcasts, I've covered all the different uh, financial statements. I've covered a number of things around, you know, how to leverage uh, debt to build your business. But today, I want to get into a bit of the nuts and bolts. I want to get into some of the metrics. You know what I mean? The KPIs that you should be looking at to really run your business. And it'll be surprising. I realize that many people, many business owners specifically, don't even know the difference between markup and margin. So that's my first really metric. What is the difference? Which one do you actually use? Uh, to really price your goods and services or which one do you use to influence your gross profit and effectively markup is all based on cost so markup is adding a percentage to your cost to get the markup whereby margin is based a percentage on your selling price to influence your profit that's really the big difference so margin takes into consideration some of the indirect and direct costs that is obviously involved in selling the product yeah it's not just the cost of it yeah and therefore by having a margin you're basically having some money that contributes to the bottom line now let's say the bottom line versus top line the bottom line is obviously what comes out at the bottom that's really the profit or the income right and the top line is obviously the revenue and a lot of people they're focused only on the top line they focus on having uh, lots of marketing activities, a lot of sales activities to influence the top line. But what they don't focus on is the bottom line. Because if your cost of goods sold or your cost per acquisition is high, therefore your gross profit is low and therefore you're not going to have enough 
a profit to contribute to your operation expenses to influence your bottom line. And again, your bottom line here is your profit. And that's why sometimes I say to people, customer retention is better than continuously chasing new customers. What I, what I mean by that? Because you have the existing customers, therefore you're not going to want to spend any more cost to acquire the customers, right? So effectively, by just giving them more value, by giving them you know uh, more products and services, you effectively not having to spend, as I said, the money to acquire them, and therefore you're going to influence your bottom line better. So what's your customer retention strategy? Is there something that, that you have in your business or is there something that's sort of archaic to you? Uh, next thing is contribution. Now, contribution obviously comes from the gross profit as well because the contribution here is effectively the sales price minus the variable cost. So in business, it's called variable cost and fixed cost, right? And effectively, fixed cost are something like your rent, or your overheads, or even some salaries for your team, which is basically fixed. But then there's some variable costs, depending on how much uh, services you sell or how much uh, products and services uh, you sell, the cost will go up. So to some extent, uh, the cost per acquisition, which is the, like a marketing uh, metrics, tend to be variable because the more you want to acquire customers, then the more you have to spend on marketing and then the cost per acquisition uh, increases. If you're selling a physical goods or service, then of course the COGS, the cost of the goods sold, will obviously be a variable element. If you're making goods and services to sell, then there's wages actually associated with that, and then wages is a variable cost. So by understanding, okay, how much uh, revenue you need to make to then cover your variable cost and then contribute to fixed costs is quite important. In a nutshell, you understand your break-even point. Your break-even point is the point at which your variable costs and your fixed costs intersect with your sales price. Why is that so important? Because once you start covering all your costs, then effectively you are going into profit. If you don't cover all your costs, you're obviously making a loss. Of course, most people know that, but what they don't do is to kind of project it or to kind of have a, a model a revenue model or have a business model that actually says how are they going to make enough contribution to cover the fixed cost basically what people do they just have the goods and services and they just decide bam i'm going to put it on the shelf i'm going to sell it and, and i focus on my brand and based on my brand people will come it doesn't actually work like that you have to understand some of the key numbers behind your business then you know investment income right investment income is something that you don't even have to have any sales and you can still make income if you invest in a next business you can effectively become an investor and you don't have any revenue and you can serve a profitable business. You can also uh, obviously invest in properties. If you, if you invest in properties, there is no revenue, there is no sales. There is just physically investment income. So of course it ties back into the cash flow statement which I covered before, but I'm looking at the practical aspects of things now. Then let's cut some more, more of the metrics on the PNL. So there's something called uh, your expenses ratio. So your expenses ratio is the percentage of your cost as a percentage of sales, right? So effectively, over the time period, you're going to have some operational expenses. But operational expenses will fluctuate. And what you can do is measure the expenses ratio period by period, say quarter by quarter. So you understand which quarter your expenses obviously higher or lower. And, and then you can dig in and say, well, why is my expenses ratio higher in this quarter. Something we used to do uh, during uh, my time as a management accountant, working for franchise office companies, working for insurance companies, the expense ratio is quite important. Obviously, we used to look at the expense ratio more from a point of view of something called the claims, handling costs, etc. I'm not going to bore you with all the technicalities around insurance accounting, something that I had to come to grips with quite quickly in my 
over 20 years ago. But look, effectively, whatever business you're in, there are certain key metrics that applies to you, right? So for example, last year I was working with a lady who was doing a, a training business and she needed to understand, you know, for example, the number of attendees, you know, in, in her course because her course has a particular cost and she's not going to run the course, the course and pay a trainer um, depending on if she's got enough at attendees. So she had to have a certain number of attendees just to break even, you understand? And then she had to have the average number of attendees over time to know kind of how much facility that she should have. So there's all these kind of metrics. Every business has its own metrics, whether it's a service business, whether a property business, whether your physical goods and services business. One of the key metrics for any physical goods business, something called your cash conversion cycle. The cash conversion cycle is how quick or you're converting, say, the raw materials or the goods that you actually buy into sales. Once you make the sales, how quick can you convert that back into cash? Because again, sales is not cash. Because you can make sales and make them on credit, i.e., you, you give them somebody who, who has to pay you the money and they become an asset, a, a debtor. And until you collect the money, then you haven't got the cash. So it's very important to understand some of these core cool, uh, metrics. When it comes to cash, right? I know cash is the liability of a business. So as a small business owner, you really want to understand, you know, like what is your burn rate? Your burn rate is the, is the rate at which you obviously using cash, you know? Um, so for example, if, if your revenue slows down or, or your revenue increases or your revenue stops, how much cash you have to really finance the business for, for how long. You know, that's that's really your burn rate. Why is that important? It's important so you understand at which point in time you might need funding, which point in time you might, you, you might need overdrafts and all that kind of stuff. We have things like the liquidity ratio and stuff on the balance sheet and liquidity ratio is just a ratio to your, of your current assets to your current liabilities. Again, why is that important? Because you, by, by measuring these things, you can really understand how quick are you able to turn your current assets into current liabilities to be able to finance your debt? Because ultimately in business, and I said this before, using debt and using creditors is very important. But then what you want to understand is that what you're using creditors for, you're using the creditors to buy goods, and those goods should then be turned into sales, into cash. So understand the liquidity ratio, i.e. if you have more liabilities than you have uh, assets, it's not, it's not really a good thing. So therefore, you don't just want to manage your P&L, you also want to manage the balance sheet and you also want to manage the cash flow statements. And there are metrics for all of these, right? So let's look at some other uh, metrics on the P&L. Tax efficiency ratio. Your tax efficiency ratio is over time, what's your tax as, as a percentage of, say, your sales? You know what I mean? Because if your tax efficiency ratio is, is, is increasing, then obviously you're not being tax efficient. So there are tax strategies that you can use to really reduce your taxes over time, but you really have to know what these are. So there are a number, number of numbers, number of metrics. And actually, in my profitable business blueprint, which I have, I have, I think, almost 100 KPIs on which businesses can use. For example, if you're an investor, something called ROI. What is the ROI? The ROI is the, re the return on the investment. So you, you have an investment and you're looking to make an investment or you're looking to make an investment. And effectively, what you have here is that you need to work out how much income I, I get from this investment, how much net income after all expenses. Take that net income as a percentage of the investment uh, and you say, OK, what is my ROI? So ROI here is, is your return, you know, and some people have what's called a hurdle rate. They will not invest in a stock or, or they will not even invest in an asset unless the return is say like 15% ROI. And there's also different things like your payback period. How long do you want to take to pay back a loan, for example? Or if you buy a piece of machinery and use the machinery to make income, how long will it take to pay that back? And all these things are very important in, in deciding which machinery to buy, which uh, things to invest in, and so on and so on. So here you see, I, I just covered some of the key uh, metrics, right? 
but there are other metrics, you know, there are lots of other metrics, you know, I'm, I'm just touching the surface here, you know what I mean, that you can really uh, use, you know. So the cash runway, for example, the, the cash runway, I think I covered the cash runway already, but if you're a new business, the cash runway is how much, um, how long, how long can you afford to continue actively in business before you actually run out of money, you know what I mean? And there's a number of other ratios, a number of other metrics. I won't go into these in all detail, but if you're really interested in enhancing your financial intelligence, if you want to take your business to the next level, then get in touch, you know, email me at Roy at Rackmax.com. I've got products that are really going to give you a lot of value and, you know, and actually for like, you know, a very kind of a small price or reasonable price. So just get in touch, you know, I've, I can really help you to take your business to the next level. Look, you know, it's already the new year and I'm working with some really good entrepreneurs. Um, you know, my um, my pipeline is looking really great. So I hope that whatever you're working on, I hope it's working out for you. And the good news for this podcast is I'm, I'm going to have my first uh, person coming on board, uh, a professional, private equity professional, uh, coming on board on, on Friday and then talking about uh, his journey as a private equity investor and all that kind of stuff. That will hopefully help people, right? Um, people who want to get funds, people who want to raise money from private equity, people who may even be looking to start their own fund, depending on obviously the people that, people that are listening to this podcast. Uh, I want to wish you all the very best for 2021. You know, whatever you focus on, whatever your goals are, set your goals high, you know, have strategic objectives, you know, but take massive action. Massive action is what get massive results. So with that in mind, let me leave you to have a really good day. Take a good night if you're listening to this podcast. Take care and all the best wishes. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find out more about me by Googling my name, Royston Cumberbatch. I'm on all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can find me on YouTube as Roy Cumberbatch. And if you are listening on YouTube, please hit that uh, subscribe button. Or you can find me on my website at www.ratmac.com. That's R-A-C-M-A-C-S dot com. It'd be great to hear from you. And do feel free to tell me about any topics you want me to cover on future episodes. Until next time, be good to yourself and others. Keep positive and reaching for your financial goals. Bye-bye.